Welcome to the web broadcast of New Life Foursquare Church in Milledgeville, Georgia. Thanks for joining us today. We encourage you to download the sermon notes from our website and follow along as Dr. Terry Stair brings you the uncompromising Word of God. Here's Dr. Terry Stair with today's message. The Christmas spirit. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what the Christmas spirit is. But uh, at this time of year, people talk about it. They talk about it a lot. Uh, I, I heard a, uh, a lady sing a song the other night, and she says, Sometimes Christmas makes me cry. Well, if you watch one of those crying movies, probably you will cry. You know? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but Christmas is, is, is more than, than just having a certain Christmas spirit. And it's more than crying. A lady died who was one of the oldest living people at that time. She was 116 when she died. And when she died, she had 1,247 family members descended directly from her. She'd lived a long time and therefore had a lot of family. She was asked what was the secret of her longevity. And she said the spirit of, of gratitude was. She was an individual who had experienced a lot of events in life. And yet she had remained grateful for everything that had happened. And I would concede to you that that's a difficult thing to do. To remain grateful no matter what has happened. But even our secular world is finding that gratefulness and joy as far as an attitude, seems to have some contributing factor to even our health. And it's amazing that the secular world would begin to preach to us what God has said all along. I remember when I was a young person, uh, the church was against smoking. I mean, we, we, you know, we always were taught and preached at about the sin of smoking. Uh, but... <clears throat> We felt vindicated when science found that it was unhealthy to smoke. Uh, that's just one illustration, but my point is this. We don't need the world to tell us what the truth is. God's already told us. And if gratefulness and joy has something to do with the longevity of people's lives or the happiness of people's lives or the health of people's lives, then I think maybe we ought to take some notice to that. And so the scripture this morning would be in Philippians 4, 6-7 through 7, if you have your Bibles. And it says in that scripture, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Gratefulness is something that is valuable and important. That scripture tells us that we shouldn't be anxious for nothing. I remember the, the one Christmas that was very important in my life. It was when I was going to get my electric football set. I had wanted that for years. And it asked for it for many Christmases. You know, it wasn't like the Christmases that some kids have today where they ask for something, they get it, and three days later they want something else. 
I had to wait three years to get the one thing that I had been asking for for a long time. And I remember that when my mother and daddy went away, that my greatest temptation was not to sneak into the bedroom and see if that was really what it was. Have you all ever snuck and opened one of your presents? Anybody ever done that? No. Okay. I was a little anxious, you see. I was a little anxious. I, I knew the 25th was coming, but I wanted it to come today. The Bible says in Colossians 3.16, Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with thanksgiving in your heart to God. You know, I know that church has been accused as being a boring place. But I'm kind of always amazed at how many of us uh, sometimes seem to have a hard time just singing to God. Or praying to God. Or finding anything to thank God for. You know, if we're not able to find anything to be thankful for, maybe we need to go to the altar and ask God to reveal to us by divine revelation what it is that we can be thankful about. Maybe we can ask God what it is that we really should be singing about. What it is that we should be sharing our faith about. Do you realize how many people are going to go to hell while we're sitting in this church? If nothing else, we should be praying that God would send somebody, as Sam said, to, to have a divine appointment with that person so that they would find Christ before they die. And that if we have an opportunity to share with somebody the gospel, we should do it. Because there's just not enough time. People's lives are ending all the time. Accidents happen. People die. Life is not the way it's planned. You know, just a few days ago, Debbie and I were in a, a store. And the lady there was kind of rude to us. Yes? She was kind of rude to us. And uh, it was distracting and it was disturbing the way this lady had treated us. As we went out, I asked Debbie, I said, has she ever waited on you before? And she said, I I've known this lady for years. Now, I don't know what was going on in her life. Can, can we agree that sometimes people have things going on in their lives and that, that is so big that it even overshadows their job? And so maybe you know something was happening in her life and she just couldn't focus on her job. I don't know what it was. I don't know what was going on, but maybe something was happening. Anyway, the next day I came and I talked to the manager and I told him, I said, I don't want her to get in trouble. I don't want you to, you know, to, to punish her or d discipline her. I said, but I would like you to maybe be aware of, of, of what happened because maybe she just needs to be talked to. Maybe she just needs some encouragement. Maybe she has a need that, you know, that has distracted her from her job because <clears throat> the way she acted towards me and Debbie was like, you know, I cannot wait for you people to get out of my store so I can go home. And you know, you might feel that way, but you shouldn't act that way. You know what I mean? You might feel like, golly, I was just getting ready to go home and here comes one more customer. <laughs> one more responsibility. 
Well, you may feel that way, but you can't act that way. Gratefulness has to come from inside your heart. And if you don't have it, you need to ask God for it. Tragedy happens to everybody, and it usually happens when you're not expecting it. Do you know that Debbie went to the store yesterday and, and she noticed that the people were talking and, and it seemed like the whole place was kind of distracting. And so she kind of, you know how you do, you get over there try to hear what people are talking about. And she overheard them mention that lady's name and she asked, she said, if you don't mind, what happened? I'm curious, what happened? She said, well, her and her daughter were on the way to town the other day, going to school. And she got hit head on. She's in the hospital in critical condition in Macon and her little daughter died. Twelve years old. She's dead. Life happens like that. Unexpected things. Now people die all the time, but when somebody dies that we know of, or that we're aware of, or that we've had a relationship with, it kind of makes it a little more real, doesn't it? It makes death more real. But our thankfulness should come first before anything. Every day that you wake up, you should thank God that you've given, been given another day. You should be grateful that this is another opportunity for you to live a life that is blessings and pleasings to God. In that life, you must choose a certain thing. And I want to tell you a couple of things you've got to choose. The first one is choosing humility. Even non-believers are happy when good things happen to them. Even non-believers are, are happy when that happens. But you see, when we behave a certain way, even when bad things happen, that's humility. People who can't breathe are grateful to be able to breathe. The people that are most thankful are those who have suffered the same thing that you've suffered. Because you see, they're thankful that they're not suffering it anymore. <laughs> but they also can, can kind of understand what you're going through. Have you ever seen somebody sick and you, you kind of were just going about your life, but then you got sick and then you realized how unkind you were during the time they were sick? Because see, now you've, be kinda, you've become kind of familiar with it now. You see, when you've gone through something, when you've been sick, when you've suffered, you can then be more uh, uh, sympathetic to those who are going through the same thing. We usually only think of being humble when we are sick, or when we are poor, or when things aren't going well. We don't think of being humble all the time. There was a story about a man, and this man was humble, or he became humble, because they told him he might die. And so he started acting real nice to people. He started treating people real special. He started going out of his way to, to do things for people. And then, he got better, six months went by, and he was back to his old self again. Isn't it amazing how he chose to be humble when he thought that his life might end? But when everything got better, he took life for granted. He took things for granted. You see, 
He was a mean-spirited man and he didn't choose to be humble. He chose instead to be mean-spirited. Once, a few years ago, when I didn't feel well, and I battled something that I don't even know what it was, but I battled it for months, I can remember that every single morning that I woke up, I would thank God for another day. Because you see, when I went to bed, I wasn't sure in my own thought processes that I would even be here tomorrow. So when I would wake up, I'd say, Lord, thank you for the day. But you know, as time went on and things kind of faded away and I got distracted, I stopped doing that. The other morning I woke up and I was in prayer. And the Lord reminded me of how I used to thank Him for every day. And I said, Lord, forgive me for not thanking You for all those days. Forgive me for letting all those days go by and not being grateful, for not choosing to be humble. We're not promised anything. Any day we have, anything we get, that's a gift from God. And it should be looked at as being a blessing, not being something that we're uh, uh, entitled to or something that is owed to us. When we wake each each morning, we should say thank you. If you have a job, you should be grateful. If you have some money, you should say thank you, Lord, for the money that I have. Because life is a blessing from God. 1 Peter 5.6 says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in the proper time. Submit yourself to God. Humble yourself to Him. The second thing that we need to choose is to intentionally give. If any of us would study Santa Claus or Saint Nick, we would find that this man gave of himself and of his wealth and of his property. But he didn't just give just because it was Christmas and hey, you know, okay, we got to find some gifts. Make, let's make a list of things that you'd like to have and somebody just, you know, uh, you draw a name and let's give them a gift. It wasn't that. It was that as he went through life and he saw people struggling with things, he saw people unable to pay their bills or unable to afford clothing or food, he made a difference in those people's lives by giving something to them. He intentionally gave. He gave to those in need. It's typical for people in American society to look at giving as just it's part of the culture of Christmas. And so as you move in that culture, you have to give gifts. I remember one time we we went to Macon, and I guess I kind of missed it because you know it was one of those uh, 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 can't remember the word they used for it, but it was one of those kind of things where you brought a gift. And then after you gave it to a person, the next person that it was their choice, they could either take the gift or they could go back and get the other one that they'd already seen that was opened. And because I didn't understand the, the process, you weren't supposed to bring a gift that anybody wanted. You were supposed to bring a gag gift, see? Something that would be kind of uh, 
Funny. Well, I had bought something nice. And I watched everybody fight over that one thing. <laughs> and then I think I took home a box of Tootsie Rolls or something like that. you know. And, and it was very upsetting to me. Because I didn't understand the, the, the point of the game. But see, to me, giving... I, I didn't see giving in that. I saw selfishness in that. I saw a desire and lust. And so because that spirit became part of that game and, and, and part of that situation, it kind of messed the whole evening up for me. You see, giving should be humble. And each one of us should recognize that giving is part of this time of year. But it's not the kind of giving where we just give hoping that somebody will give us what we want. It isn't that. And as far as God is concerned, you know, Debbie and I have made it up in our mind that we're going to give more to the Lord this year than we give to anybody else. We're going to make sure that we take care of our regular responsibilities and also a little extra. I've even met Christians and talked to to different uh, believers throughout the uh, state of Georgia that I've met at different meetings. And, there, and some Christians in, in, in other churches are actually giving a double and triple tithe this month. Or they're giving extra to missions. Rather than spending thousands of dollars on more presents, they're giving more to God. One of the things that's also important is to remember that you're giving to the Lord, especially in, in, a, in a situation like your church. Your giving is kind of like your paycheck. How many weeks can you go without a paycheck and make it? Huh? If you don't, if you don't have any money coming in, your bills are going to start piling up. Well, you know, when you don't give to God regularly, or if you don't give to your church regularly, their bills still come due. So you need to make sure that you intentionally give to God. That you just don't say, oh, by the way, oh yeah, I wanted to just give something here. No, you intentionally plan to give. The last, well, the next one is, uh, be thankful regardless of how it looks. Regardless of how things look. You know, life, somebody said, is, is 10% of what happens to us and 90% of, of how we handle it. How we deal with it. People have gotten rich after, after they got fired from jobs. People have become successful after they have been failures. Do you know I read last night on the internet? I don't play the lottery, so I, this is not something that's going to happen to me. But I read last night on the internet that there's going to be $4 billion of unclaimed lottery money this year. And I thought to myself, how can, it, how can there be... Unclaimed lottery money. Do you know people give lottery tickets for Christmas presents and somebody never scratches them off? People take their lottery tickets and they go home, they forget they bought one, stays in their pants, it gets washed in the laundry, somebody might buy a lottery ticket and they trust the guy behind the counter to tell them if they won or not, they never check the numbers and he tells them, you didn't win, they throw the ticket away and it might have been the winning ticket. Four billion dollars? 
That's a lot of money. I thought to myself, what in the world? You know, there was one example of a lady whose husband died. He passed away. I read this just, just last night. Her husband passed away. He never told her he played the lottery. She didn't even know. But to give all his clothes to the Goodwill, she was going through all of his pockets. And she found about 10 or 15 lottery tickets in there. Just for fun, she scratched a couple of them off. One was $100,000. But it had expired. <laughs> Sick, huh? <laughs> Listen, be thankful no matter how it looks. It might be different if you'll be thankful. There was a man who had dandelions in his yard. And so he wrote the city government and asked them, is there anything I can do? And they said, yeah. Use some kind of weed and feed on your yard. Well, he did. It didn't work. He wrote them again. They said, well, use this herbal mixture. That didn't work either. So he wrote them again. They said, well, we've got a soil treatment. He tried that. It didn't fail. Finally, he wrote them back and he said, I don't know what's going to work, but, you know, can you help me? And they said, nope, we think you've got to learn to enjoy dandelions. After four tries, man, start, start making the best of it. Can you enjoy dandelions in your life? The Bible says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, not for everything. You know, we don't thank God for everything, but we thank God in everything. In everything we give thanks. You know, Jason, Terry Lee, and uh, I think even John has worked on my alternator. We put four of those things on that car. And then the other day, finally, O'Reilly put one on. <laughs> and uh, I, I just, I, I said to myself, Lord, you just got to do something. You just got to do something. Well, the fourth time I was sitting there, and this little boy from O'Reilly's is putting the, uh, the alternator on. And I asked him, I said, you go to church? He said, I used to go to church. I said, what happened? He said, well, I went to a Pentecostal church. Those people were crazy. Amen. He said, I, I never went back. <laughs> he said, they kept trying to get me to go to the altar. I can't figure out why. He said, and then they were talking that gibberish. Jerking, shaking. I said, well, when you left the church, did the pastor ever come see you? He said, the only thing the pastor ever did the whole time I was there was said hello to me as I walked in and goodbye as I left. I said, you mean he never came to see you when you left? He said, I've never seen him again. He said, I wouldn't even know him if I saw him. I only saw him in the church and that was in the pulpit. And I thought to myself, I said, Lord, did you let me go through four alternators just to meet this guy? Is that, is that what all this was about? I could tell in talking to him that he really wasn't all that excited about the Lord. 
So I didn't want to, you know, be hard and heavy on him. You know what I mean? But after a few minutes, I just said to him, I said, you know, I appreciate you doing this for me. It's really a blessing. I thank you. He said, well, I like to help people. I said, how would you like it if someday I took you out to eat? He said, oh, I like that. So I've got an appointment to go and eat with this young man. You know, he's going to meet a pastor not in a church. You know? He's not going to have to go to the altar or speak some kind of gibberish. (laughs) He'll just get to eat some food. (laughs) You don't know how it's going to turn out. So be thankful no matter how it looks. Even though it looks bad right there at the end, at the beginning, you don't know what God's going to use or how He's going to change things to, to work it out. Give thanks. One man told a story about how he was asked to do some work on a, on a rich man's yard and he worked there for 30 days. At the end of the 30 days, the man gave him 20 bucks. And he walked away upset. He said, man, I broke my neck out here. And this guy only gives me $20. What was all this about? When he was praying that night, the Lord showed him that he learned a few things. The first thing he learned was how to drive a tractor. He'd never driven a tractor in his whole life. God said, look at there, you got, you got experience on a tractor for 30 days. And you learned how to run one. How to work it real well. You got to use a chainsaw and learned how to use a chainsaw. Never had done that in your whole life. He said, God showed me that He had taught me a skill that I could now go and use at other places. And the final and third thing that I had learned, He said, was I learned how to work. (laughs) You know, that's a good skill too. There's some people in this world that don't know how to work. You can put them on a job, they don't do nothing. They can find a a way to stay there a whole eight hours and not get nothing done. So learning how to work, that's a good thing. The final thing about this time of year is to learn to forgive. Forgiveness is something that if we can learn to receive that gift and give that gift, It'll be the greatest gift of all. And if for no other reason, forgiveness is good for your health. Do you know how many people uh, are sick and out of touch and uh, off balance in their life simply because they're unforgiving? I have a lady on the internet. She'll probably listen to this. But I feel sorry for her. She lives a, a roller coaster life. One day she's happy and joyful and good, and the next day she wants to do this to herself. And I'm I'm going, what in the world? But I think after all this time I've realized that number one, she's never been able to forgive other people for what happened to her. She's never been able to forgive God for letting other people do these things to her. And she cannot forgive herself for being able to go on past those things. And so she is constantly living back there. 
And you know when you live back there, you can't live here. You're stuck back there. The only way we deal with back there is to forgive it. You just got to forgive it. Just let it go. Let it go. It's over with. It's done with. Last night I watched a man on TV who had been in prison for 20 years for molesting his son. 20 years. He got set free because the other people that testified, they admitted that they had lied. But his son didn't take it back. And so he was still estranged from his son. When they went to court, the government gave him $700,000. One dollar for every day he was in prison for 20 years. And they're thinking of suing the state of California and he could get millions. And as the end of the program came, they asked him, they said, are you mad at your son? He said, no, I love my son. He's my son. He said, you know what, I'd give every dollar back to get him back. He said, because I never did nothing to my son. I don't know why he said these things and I don't know why he's confused, but he said, he's still my son. And I'd give every dollar back. I'd even endure the 20 years that I've already endured again to get my son back. I was thankful that that man was a forgiving person. Because you know what, he's healed, at least from that. He can't get his son back maybe until God does something in his son's life. But at least he has forgiveness. Forgiveness is good. It's, it's a special gift. It says in Matthew 18, it says, And the Lord moved with anger, handed him over to the torturers until he should repay all that was owed him. My heavenly Father will also do the same to you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. There is nothing that anybody has ever done to you or me that we can't forgive. That we can't just let it go and let it be gone. We don't need to take any pills. We don't need any tranquilizers. We don't need any, any kind of counseling. All we need to do is just forgive. Just let it go. And the next time it comes up, say, oh, I already forgave that. I'm, that's That's gone. The principle that I want to remember, the spirit that I want to have at Christmas is a spirit of forgiveness. And hold nothing. And let nothing interfere with me living today. Could you bow your head with me? Lord, help us to choose humility. Help us to choose, Lord, gratefulness. Help us, dear Jesus, to give intentionally to You, to those in need, to those that do not have anything, Lord. Father, help us to give. Help us to be a blessing to people. Father, we ask that we would be thankful no matter how it looks. In whatever circumstance, regardless of how it looks at the very beginning, help us to trust You that You're going to work it out. That You're going to deliver it to Your desired end. And help us to be forgiving, Lord. To hold nothing against anyone. But to let everyone go free. We ask these things in Jesus' name.